Welcome to Wealth Alchemy Lab, where we show you how spirituality, money, and pleasure not only can go together, but that they must. Activate your soul-driven path to your most fulfilling life possible through riveting interviews from our archives and wisdom from your host, ex-lawyer turned unconventional business strategist and spiritual catalyst, Kavita Aurora. This is an interview that was repurposed from an event in 2016 called Speak Up From Your Heart. Some of the links that are mentioned may not be available, but there will be a link to each person's website in the show notes, so you can find them if you wish. Enjoy the interview. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this Speak Up From Your Heart video jam, and I'm Kavita Lila Aurora. And I'm so delighted to be empowering your hidden voice so that you can learn how to have the conversations other people avoid. That is the key to creating true prosperity in life, love, and work. And I have with me today, Corey Michelle, and she's a good friend, a mentor, and she just brings a lightness and an energy that it's it's rare to find in a human being and a um sense of expansiveness and space and i know that in the work that i have done with her i have uh i've navigated some really courageous conversations and difficult stuff and not known how to tune into what is my truth here and wanting to actually i, I remember a situation where I was getting Corey's guidance and I, I was having a lot of difficulty with a it was someone who was a friend and a client and uh, and I just didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle the tension that was being created and how to handle this difficult situation. And in being with Corey, she helped me tune in to my deeper wisdom and my truth and my love and my heart in interacting with this person. And so, I mean, there's so much more I could say, but there, that, that's one of the reasons that I had to invite Corey to be here. And Corey Michelle has an elegance with energy and space. Her intuitive sense dives into the depth of an issue, like I just described, to unlock it in seemingly non-related places that result in total life change. And yes, this was totally life-changing for me that I handled the situation the way I ended up handling it because I'd never handled anything that way before. <laughs> She's playful and fun and, of course, juicy. And she breaks all the rules of your traditional business coach and helps you achieve the life you came here to live juice and all and she's a facilitator with a dynamic body of work access consciousness she's a seasoned entrepreneur a speaker a trainer and a best-selling author and Corey plays with space and energy to assist people in creating the life they came to live eliminating any block creating change fast and she's created a system the art of living crazy possible such a great name to get yourself energy, space, and consciousness, and choices aligned with what you truly desire. So no more waiting for things to change. 
This alignment creates dynamic shifts quickly. So no matter where you are, you can jump tracks and create beyond your dreams quickly. So you can see even just in reading her bio, why I invited her, like that was such a fun bio to read. And welcome, Corey. Hello. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is like such a delight to be able to be here with you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always delighted to be with you. And this is this is awesome. Yeah, and I'd love to hear I know you get a lot of invitations to speak on events like this and all sorts of different things. You're a very busy, busy and high in demand woman. So what is it that had you say yes to this event? Mm -hmm. um, I, I asked a lot of questions, as you know. And basically, I every <clears throat> excuse me, every invitation I get, I ask, you know, if I choose this, what will it create? And if I choose this, is, is it a, it, will it contribute to my priorities? And I got a yes and a yes light for both of them. And so that's a yes for me. <laughs> so I follow, I follow the guidance and I follow the energy and it always creates more for me. So that was easy. It was an easy choice. Awesome. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, if it's a no for you, you just say no, you know, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's, um, it's great. You've taught me a lot about tuning into my yes and my no and, um, and expressing that. And I'm wondering, uh, you know, you've created extraordinary success in, in your life and relationships. And I'd love to hear about, conversations you've been willing to have courageous conversations with yourself in your personal relationships and your work that have helped you create a crazy possible life. Yeah. Well, I think that the, <clears throat> the, um, the courageous conversations that you're willing to have with others are really important, but the ones that you have with yourself are really, really important because that's where you get to be, you get to be truthful with yourself. And so much of the time we're living in some fantasy, <laughs> right? Of like how we think we want something to turn out or we like put our blinders on and we're like, no, 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 no. It's really just going to turn out. And we don't want to pay attention to what we're really doing or what we're really choosing or the conversation that's really going on in our head. Because I don't know about you, but I learned how to um, have one conversation going on in my head and then another conversation going on out to the world, right? When I started doing all this public, uh, not public, but uh, personal growth work, like when I was 23, I started, right? And so I learned that, you know, there were certain ways to do things and to say things and, you know, especially when like the secret came out, there was in a certain way, but that's not what was actually going on in my head, right? But I could do a really good job translating. And I wonder, you know, why is all this showing up? Because I'm doing it right, right? Like I'm doing everything right, but I didn't, I wasn't really willing to see what was going on on the inside because I kept auto-correcting, right? <laughs> it was like this auto-correct that kept happening. So I just kept misspelling everything. And so the energy wasn't, wasn't aligned with what I really wanted to have. And so when I started getting real about, for me, what those conversations were in my head, what was the, un, you know, the underlying programming, 
of where I was really functioning from, then I was able to actually change it. Um, but before I, I wasn't, it, it doesn't work that way, you know? Yeah. So tell me more about this. Uh, you know, like how were you able to, to change it? Well, I think part of it, well, I mean, I had gone, God, I think I was 34 when, um, I had, I had literally done close to 12 years of personal growth work and, you know, every class I could get my hands on, every, you know, healer I could go to, every book I could get my, get, you know, read or whatever. And I knew a lot, but the, like I said, that nothing was really changing. Like certain things would sort of change, but I didn't really have access to going, okay, so here's what I'd like my life to be like. Let's create that. It was, it never went that way. It was always like a bunch of good ideas. And my life was in my, in my world was crap, right? It, I was in debt. I was, um, my business that I had created that was sort of my baby was failing. Um, my, I didn't, I wasn't happy in my body. I wasn't having good relationships with anybody. Like everything was sort of falling apart. And, um, when I, I, I basically asked the universe, I didn't really know I was asking the universe for this, but I, I was, uh, I said, you know what? I just got done with a year long program and my, uh, life was the same. And I was like, I'm ready for something different because I don't want to go another 50 years like this. Like, this is ridiculous, right? And I, I couldn't imagine not being able to create my life in the way I wanted, potentially for another 50 years, right? Like, if I was going to live to 80-something, like, that would be miserable. And who would want to do that? So it's like, give me the magic. I know magic is possible. Like, I know that parking karma is possible. And if parking karma is possible and I have magic in getting a parking spot, something completely insignificant, then I can have magic creating my whole life, right? So when I asked that, it was a couple months later, I got introduced to the access consciousness tools and I resisted the crap out of them. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then I finally had a session with somebody and then something major totally changed in my life. And I was like, wait a second, I have spent thousands of dollars and probably hundreds of hours working on this one issue and it was gone. And I was like, wait a second, that's what I've been asking for. So I took every class, I became a facilitator, and now uh, I applied all the tools to my whole life, and now literally every single area of my life has totally transformed, and I freaking love my life, and I'm always like, what else is possible here? <laughs> if I could create this, now what's possible? Yeah. That's it's amazing. all possible now. Yeah, that's, that's amazing, and... If you don't want to answer this, don't answer. But like, what I, I I'm curious. Like, what was that thing? That first thing that changed? Oh, it was um, something with my mom. And so my session with this person, we did like an hour of clearing work, and then we did an hour of, of access bars, which is you know points on your head that sort of releases old, old, old points of view and energies and patterns and stuff. And <clears throat> the next week, um, like I was really really frustrated and really struggling and um like my bills weren't getting paid i was ignoring my finances and my mom is great at that kind of stuff and she was the bookkeeper in my business and i would resist her so much because i felt like every time we would talk about money she would be criticizing me and i was just like i was like a 13 year old going ah! 
like, don't talk to me, don't even mention money because I'm going to explode. And that's how I was being with it, but I didn't know how to change it. And I don't even know what changed, and I'm pretty sure we didn't even talk about my mom in my session, but the next week I was like, I need help. Some Like, who's going to help me? And I was thinking it was going to be somebody else, right? And then my mom was supposed to be coming over the next day, and I said, oh, my mom can help me. And it was like I was finally willing to receive the contribution she'd been asking to provide for years. Because that's really what she was saying was, Corey, how can I help you? And how I heard it was, you're no good. You're not good at money. Like, you know, like all that stuff. And so it was a complete... You know, I wasn't I wasn't even willing to hear what she actually had. And so she came over the next day and she asked, like she always did, and she said, Corey, uh, can, will you let me help you? And finally I was like, yeah, as a matter of fact. So I got a box together with all my bills and all the receipts and everything, and I said, here, do something with this, <laughs> which was not a possibility before. Like uh, there was so much ease, and whatever that uh, was, it was just gone. And so my mom and I had a tumultuous relationship for a very, very long time. And so that was the first opening that I'd ever experienced where the energy was just completely different. And so it just continued to get better and better and better. And now we never have arguments, ever. Like, it's really amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, that is really amazing. I'm so glad I asked the question, and thank you for answering yeah. it. And I, um, I just – what – there was an energetic shift in your being and you were like now able to receive something that you couldn't receive before because you had all these boundaries and we, we tend to like when we've been hurt we just put up our defenses our fortress and it seems like doing this work with access and with this facilitator or I don't know if, it, if that person was a facilitator but having this the session it um it really opened up your energy to receive something that had always been there to receive that you may not ever have received had you not done that. And yeah. it's, um, yeah, so that's really beautiful. And how much do we all do that in our lives where we just close off and we have our conclusions about how something's going to turn out or how the person's going to react or who they are. And then if you can shift the way Corey shifted and actually let go of your stuff and just be with, well, what is really here, that there's so much love and support that you may be able to access that, uh, that you're not seeing that's right there in front of you. It's like it was well, you. It, that's exactly right. And that's what I found so much of the time is that it's, you know, what, what we think is going on in our head and the stories we've made up and everywhere we're resisting and reacting or everywhere we're aligning and agreeing and, you know, we're doing all this thing and we're not actually able to be present enough to receive what's really going on, right? Like what's actually going on here because we're so attached to either the rightness of our point of view or the wrongness of us, right? Because that's mostly what we're taught is be good and right and avoid being wrong and bad, but ultimately we're wrong about something <laughs> and we're going to get found out, right? Like somebody's going to find out that there's, there's actually this really terrible thing about me. But the truth is, is that that's not even true at all. And that's a lot of what I work with people on, but I've worked with myself is, is like, well, all of that stuff that's keeping me from actually creating 
Like, I want to let all that go. And one of the things that I found for myself was all that self-judgment that I had, right? Because nothing ever worked. So I had a lot of evidence that I didn't work, no matter what I did didn't work, right? That I wasn't good enough in lots of different areas. I was unlovable, right? All that stuff. And when I started sort of cleaning out my closets, <laughs> it was like, oh, none of that was ever true. It was just stories. Hmm. Yeah. And so what you've just said is, is so important. And I'm wondering, like, and we all have closets to clean out, like you were just <laughs> describing. And so tell us a little more about how you cleaned out that, that closet over time and, you know, what conversations you had to have with yourself or with others to, to, to get there. Yeah. Well, one of the, the major driving conversations for me was money. So I was like $150,000 in debt. And at the time I was making about 2000 a month or so, 2500 a month. And breaking that down was 60 to 70 hours a week that I was working for my own company was $7 and 14 cents an hour. So like I could have been working at Starbucks, at least getting free lattes, right? <laughs> uh, it was crazy. So I had to really look at what was I choosing, right, that I kept thinking was right, that I kept like pushing, right? But money was like a big thing because that was that was really my driving force of if I don't have money, if I don't figure out how to actually have money in my life, then that's a big reason for me not to want to be here. Right? Like like that sounded like the most horrible thing ever to me. It was like, I've already been 36 years and this has been a huge struggle. And I definitely didn't want to go back to corporate America because that was no fun for me. So it was like, I got to figure out how to, how to create something different for myself. And so it took about, I don't know, like a year and a half maybe of um, maybe a full two years to really like be able and willing to see all of the conversations I had about money, all of the stories. So what I did was I start, I started wherever I was and I just started looking and I just started looking. What was really great is I started using the access tools and they started working. So I was, I was creating change, but there was so much there. It was like I was a hoarder and I had a 5,000 square foot house, right? And it was full of stuff. <laughs> And I had to start with like one of the drawers and then do the next drawer and then do the next drawer and then do the next drawer. And so it really took like dedication and perseverance and persistence to get it all because it's daunting, right? When you have $150,000 of debt and you're making very little money and you're making like incremental sort of changes, I was excited about, I was like, yay, something's actually working. Now I've got a long road ahead of me, but something's finally working. So that was what kept me going. And, you know, eventually it just all, um, it all sorted itself out, so to speak. And I just kept, I kept, and I can't even tell you which ones I found because they're gone now. But it was like, it was like, it was like carrying around stuff from college. I was carrying around stuff from like my dad and his resonance with money and all my mom's points of view about money. And then like every, all the possibilities I was aware of that I could never achieve. Right. So it was like a closet full of 
just junk, right? <laughs> Versus the possibility of me being willing to have money now. And I think one of the biggest things that shifted for me is somebody asked me, you know, what are your priorities? So I listed all these priorities and they were mostly about everybody else. Like I want to create, make a difference in the world. And I want to create more consciousness on the planet. Right. And then somebody's like, okay, so is money on your priority list? And I was like, Oh no, it's not. I was like, what? Oh my gosh. Like it wasn't even in my world to have, to be a priority. Right. And, but I was always asking for it. I was like, you know, I, I wanted it so bad, but it wasn't a priority. So I was completely misaligned. Right. So it's kind of like talking out both sides of your mouth. You're like, yeah, I really want money, but it's not really a priority. So I was choosing everything else as a priority, but money, even though it seemed like in my world, I was, I was trying to change it. Right. So Anyway, it started changing, and one of the other things I really had to get real about is I owed people money. I owed three particular people, people, not just credit cards, but three people money, and I, I wasn't paying them back. And I had all this stuff around debt, and they, two of them, um, at, at almost the exact same time, decided that uh, they wanted to sue me. So this is for my last business, and... Uh, I had to get real about everything I was avoiding that was creating that. And what's interesting is that my income had gone up, so I was actually making money by then, but I wasn't really willing to pay them back or pay them off. Hmm. And I, I looked at that and I was like, wow, isn't that interesting? And I had all this shame, all this regret. I had lots of just negative uh, or heavier energy around like that I even created all of that, right? And um, when they both wanted to sue me, and one, one of them was really nasty about it. She wanted to, like, plaster um, me as this terrible person because of this $3,000 loan that I hadn't... I mean, I had been sort of paying it back, but I wasn't consistent. I had no integrity about it, so I was definitely be, not being, like like, cool about it. Um, but she wanted to tell everybody in the world that I was this terrible person, right? And I was like, I'm not a terrible person. I just have money issues. <laughs> I'm not horrible. I'm just having a hard time. But it was such a gift because what it did was it had me see what I was creating, right? And also the impact on these other people, which I wasn't willing to, 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 to really even acknowledge, and in that moment, I was like, no, this isn't happening anymore. This is going to get paid off. I'm going to handle this. I'm not living life like this anymore. Yeah. Right? So it was like layer after layer after layer of seeing where I was functioning and then clearing it out. And so I had both of them paid off, one of them immediately, and then the other one took a couple months, but I never got sued, <laughs> which was great. I never got plastered as this terrible person for not paying back this loan. And... Um, then it, things really started to change because I looked at my, like my relationship to past expenditures, to debt, and I started to see how much um, regret and shame and guilt and blame I had had about all of my past expenses, right, that I had no gratitude for. Like it's zero gratitude for any of the money that I was able to pre-spend, <laughs> right? And so I decided, I was like, okay, I'm going to be grateful for everything and I'm going to make a plan and I'm going to stick to it. So now, so about four years later, I only have like 20,000 of that 150 left 
And I've actually spent more, so I probably would have paid it off by now, but the original 150 uh, in four years, when originally I didn't have a possibility to pay that off, right? Yeah. So. Well, it's such an amazing story, it just um, because it just, it can feel so heavy to have uh, that amount of debt and feel like it's just this hole that you can't get out of and how are you ever going to get out of it? And just to stay in that kind of limited thinking, mm -hmm. but you were able to expand your consciousness and then to also see like, how am I creating this? How am I creating these people who want to sue me? And, you know, and then handling yeah. that. And so what would you say are like the critical pieces to shifting that relationship with money? Because you have gone from, you know, 2000 a month to way more you know, a multiple six figure business, like, yeah. and I know that many people listening, they would love to have something like what you've created. And, you know, maybe some of you have a situation where you're in a hole, like, what are some of the key things that that someone might do to get out of that hole? You know? Yeah, well, one of the things I had to do was stop making my past expenditures wrong. Right, because that's how the society does it. Is if you have debt, it's wrong. You're wrong. Shame on you, and <clears throat> like you're never gonna get out of it. Right, <laughs> you're just gonna be in debt forever. And I had, and my mom had a lot of those points of view of like she would practically have a heart attack if she was in debt, if she had credit card debt or whatever. And in my world, it wasn't as big of a deal. Like I wasn't gonna, you know, have a heart attack about it. it didn't really stress me out. It was just kind of this. Of heaviness that I kept carrying around for a long time and the first thing I, I like I said I had to do was I had to get grateful about it like I had to look at I actually got a lot with all of that money right and there was some stuff I you know spent frivolously and I could judge myself for and I looked at that and I was like I'm not going to judge myself for all the choices I've made in the past because there's no sorry my dog's doing something here there's no there's no there's no lightness in that right there's no lightness at all it's all heavy and when we hold on to those judgments about ourselves then there you you basically are like a hot air balloon and you're just intentionally tethering yourself to the ground when you're like i don't know why i'm not rising we put all the hot air in the balloon but you're like really holding on to the ground right it's like you can't take off so that was one is stop stop making myself wrong for what I did before now and what can I choose differently. And I chose gratitude and I chose a plan. And I made a plan that worked for me. So like, for example, my mother, she would have, every extra penny that she would have made would have gone to all of her debt. That's how she functions. But I didn't, it's not very inspiring for me to create money that's only going to go to my past expenditures like that didn't feel fun and didn't feel motivating and wasn't motivating at all to me because that, I don't know, it just it was so heavy to me. So what I did was I said, okay, I'm going to commit to $2,000 a month. I'm going to make $2,000 a month to go to this past expenditure. And no matter how long it takes me, I'm going to get this paid off. And what was great about that for me is that I could, that was a number that I could do that I knew I could do. And I think I actually started at a thousand and then I moved it up to 2000 um, and I committed to it. And I said, I am doing this no matter what every single month and I'm going to live my life. 
I'm going to create more so I can have massages, so I can eat from Whole Foods, so I can live in a place that I totally love, so I can have a car that I would really like. So if I, I probably could have paid it off a lot sooner if I would have not had all those things in my life, but that was really important because I was like, if I die tomorrow, I don't want to die like in the, in the process of paying off my debt was my biggest target, right? My target was like, I'm going to live and I'm going to take care of this. Yeah. That is um, so important and so different. <laughs> um, and I right. love it because it's like, um, you can go into this scarcity and deprivation mentality and honestly if you had actually gone into that um which is so not your nature so you wouldn't do that but imagine a world where you had done that it, who knows if you could have generated even the thousand or two thousand a month and so i feel like what you just said is so profound and so significant and mm -hmm. such a different way of thinking about things because we tend to like if we have debt then there's shame and there's guilt and humiliation and all these dark negative feelings and it's this cloud and like okay well i just need to suffer until i pay it off or i need to not have things and then then the ability to generate the money to to actually pay for that is like it, I mean how can you create from there? It's it, you just can't you know. No, it's it's very uninspiring to think that you know you might have a ten or twenty thousand dollar month and it all has to go to your your debt, and it's like uh, I'm not really inspired to take action and it's yeah. not light. But the way I did it was really worked for me and. Um, yeah, it, it's, it created a lot of space for me, and it, it's now almost done. So it, dedicating myself to sort of cleaning up that mess yeah. was a big choice for me. It was a big choice because I had to be a big girl. <laughs> yeah. And actually really look at it and go, okay, what can I dedicate myself to? Because this old way of being and ignoring my bills and ignoring my finances and ignoring – all this this crap I've created, it doesn't work. It's like you're. It's like you have eight trash bags of just trash in your house. Not just trash that doesn't stink, but like like old chicken, right? <laughs> Stuff from your freezer, and it's been there for a week, and it's smelling up the place. But you're like ignoring it. That's kind of how it was for me. I knew it was there. It smelled really bad, but I wasn't willing to take the trash out. So. I see a lot of the new actions because it takes action. Like it took, it took the clear, like, like the persistence of clearing the old patterns and being willing to look at them. But also it took me instituting new actions for myself. Yeah. Right. And new beliefs and new ways of being and asking questions and asking for the universe to actually conspire for me to create all of that. Yeah. Right. So it was a lot of different things in, in, in combination. Um, but, yeah, and also not buying the way everybody else was doing it and saying, okay, well, what's actually going to work for me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really appreciate you sharing this wisdom and this very different way of navigating a, a situation that society tells you, that our culture, culture tells you you should navigate differently. And... So I'm, I'm always inspired by your example.
and your story with money. And uh, now, actually, I want to turn our attention to uh, something else. Because <laughs> before um, before we got on this this actual recorded interview, we were talking a little bit about anger. And it's not a topic that I hear you talk about very often. And as you know, we've promised our listeners that we're going to be talking about stuff that you all don't talk about very often. <laughs> and honestly, like in the time I've known you, I, I don't, don't experience you as like, you, you're just um, so good at following the energy and following what is light. And you are very happy and you're your energy is usually very clear, but you know, we all have situations, we all have emotions come up and I just love to, to have you talk a little bit about, you know, the situation that, that brought up some of these feelings for you and then how you dealt with them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not generally an angry person at all. Like you said, I'm generally, even when like my life sucked, I was still, I mean, I would say I was probably depressed, but I was, there was still like sort of a happiness that was in my world, right? And maybe some of it was faking it, but I wasn't um, outwardly angry at people. I didn't have a lot of rage. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have a lot of that stuff. And so it's just not part of my general operating system, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> But recently, um, I was engaged, and the relationship wasn't necessarily expanding like I would like to have a relationship expand, and we ended up um, ending the relationship, and a month later, I found out that he was cheating on me, right, for like six months, and that brought out more anger and rage than I ever thought that I had in me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I was surprised about like all the energy and oh my god everything and I think that like because you know I know you've done a lot of this and probably everybody watching has you know done all this spiritual work right and all this personal growth work that says you know keep calm and be peaceful and all that stuff and when I found it for me there was no keeping calm about it like what wanted to come out was the anger and the rage. And um, I let it. I let it all come out. <laughs> and I didn't make myself wrong for it, right? I let it, like, pour out of me. And there was anger and rage for him, right? Like, betrayal and all that kind of energy. But also, like, anger and rage at myself for ignoring my own awareness. Because that's what started popping up was, oh, my gosh, I was aware of this the whole time. And I kept ignoring it and I kept ignoring it and I kept ignoring it to the point where it was to the detriment of me. And so it was anger at all of it, right? <laughs> and so when I just, I literally just let it out and I let it be whatever it was. I said things that I wouldn't normally say if I wasn't rageful or angry, right? But I let myself have it all. I just, I went for it because I felt like if I would have held back, I would be resenting whatever I held back and like wish I would have done it in 10 years. And I know like from the work that I do is that if you hold that back and hold it like it holds in your body, it can actually like manifest in your body as disease or illness or issues later 
because you didn't actually acknowledge that that energy was there. And anger, rage, fury, and hate are all things that I always wanted to avoid because I always thought, oh, I'm going to be a peaceful person, right? I'm going to be a happy person. I'm going to be a spiritually evolved person, which is all just judgments <laughs> that keep you from being all of your energy. And now I, I was able to process through all of that in a very short amount of time. And what's really cool about it is on the other side of literally letting it all out and being willing to, I wouldn't say being willing to feel it all, but be willing to like actually just let it out. Because I don't think it's about feeling it. It's about acknowledging it and letting it out. And on the other side, like so much of what I've been asking for, because I work a lot with ask and receive and creating my whole life, so much of what I've been asking for is now showing up. Right. And it couldn't show up while we were together. Right. And while I was ignoring all this stuff and it couldn't show up while I was going through the, the you know, the exit process. <laughs> but now I, it's like I had to have all of that in order to have what I'm creating now and beyond. Right. So there's so many gifts in all of it. But I think for me, like being willing to have all the anger and not diminish it and be freaking furious and also be a little crazy sometimes where I would have judged as crazy and outrageous that it actually allowed uh, me to process through it a lot faster. Yeah. I, I love so much of what you just shared and it just, um, it's so important to feel it and to express our feelings and to allow that emotion to just move through our bodies. And, you know, also just for all of you listening, it's not like Corey went out and like, you know, threw rocks at this guy's house or at him or, you know, it's just more about moving those feelings and feeling them and expressing them to friends. Or for me, I, I, sometimes when my son and I are angry about something, we punch the couch, you know, it's actually super fun. <laughs> so pretty soon yeah. you're angry and then you're laughing, but you're like, yeah, it, but it just, uh, and then when you move that, that energy, that toxicity doesn't then sit in your body and block you know, the, the other things that are ready to emerge or waiting to emerge that are underneath that. So yeah. I really um, admire the way you allowed yourself to feel those things. You didn't try and fit yourself into that spiritual ideal of like, just always being loving and compassionate and kind. And, you know, I, um, I certainly, you know, enjoy being loving, compassionate and kind, but sometimes I need to be pissed off. And I'm glad you let yourself do that and thank you so much for sharing your story of what happened that caused that because I I know that that's something that you don't really talk about all that much these you know yet and uh yeah. so I really appreciate you you sharing that and I'm so sorry that you had that experience because you're awesome and you deserve so much better and now that's what you're going to create well <laughs> you know? what's really interesting about it Leila is it, it was like after there was a lot of layers that, and layers of awareness that came over weeks, and it didn't all reveal itself right away. And there was one layer where I was like, I I was sad, right? I was just like, so I'm like bawling and emotional. I was like, why am I so sad about this? I we already broke up before. Like I didn't, I knew I didn't want to be with him, but it was literally just everything going through, right? And then I I realized I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I created all this. 
holy cow, like I created all of this, right? And I started looking at it, how, how it, what I was asking for and how the universe like had to rearrange for me. And with, with this guy, he, it wouldn't have been as easy for him to leave if he didn't have somebody else to go to. So if we were just going to break up, that he might not have let that happen. You know what I mean? Mm. And it probably would have gone on a lot longer if he hadn't had somebody else to go to. And I was like, wow. And so he had to choose everything that he had to choose. I had to choose everything I had to choose. And then I was like, I was laughing, going, wow, I created all of this. So it wasn't a victim to it, right? And I don't feel shameful that it happened, right? I'm looking at it from the point of view of like, yeah, it's not fun to go through, and it really sucked, but most of it that really sucked was all the stuff that I had I was um, had to clear out of the way, right? It's like all those uncomfortable conversations you have to have with yourself of, of that just have to go out of the way so that you can actually have what the universe is wanting to give you, right? And everything I've been asking for, right? Because I've been asking for big stuff, and to still be functioning in relationship with somebody who's not uh, a resonant match, like that had to get out of the way. Yeah. And I had to see everything I saw and everything I became aware of so that I, I can never do that again. I don't ever have to do that again because now I'm aware of all, all of it. So now it's like there's a huge upgrade in the people I'm attracting, what I'm choosing, what I'm aware of. It, all of it like it's it's a timeline hop basically right it's like huge upgrade and also in there valuing myself right and knowing that there's somebody else that's just as amazing that would actually be fun to play with yeah. versus somebody who's 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 not choosing the same kind of life that I would like to have right so that's an obvious not like the right person yeah <laughs> yeah but I did the age old, oh, I can, I can change him, I can inspire him, I can fix him, right? <laughs> that no other women ever do. And I'm done with that now, finally. No, I never do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm like actually done with that. I'm like, then there's not, that's not happening anymore. So it was such a gift in so many ways, not the easiest thing to go through. And I think that a lot of people get stuck in being a victim, Oh, this happened to me. He did this. Now I'm going to be a man hater. Like that kind of story that isn't going to give you the awareness of how did you create that? What have you been asking for that that wasn't a match for? Right? Some of the stuff I was asking for is building a seven figure business, traveling the world, you know, with my partner. And he wasn't interested in either one of those things. <laughs> so it was like, duh. Right. And I just I just think it's all such a gift, such a gift. Um, if you're willing to process through it and not believe that you're a victim, but also but acknowledge like how you actually created it. That's where the power is. Yeah, I think that that's really, really important to look at, like how you're creating your reality. And I love even how you were able to see and what you just told us, like how him cheating was actually part of the gift because then 
it didn't prolong you two staying together and now you're you're off able to create yeah. what you're here to create so you know kudos to you because i know it's fairly recent like it's to, to already see the gift in that because <laughs> there are people who just stay angry about that kind of thing for years and then maybe there's some gift that they, that they can see and so I just uh, so appreciate you you sharing that. And, you know, we can all fall into victim mode, but it's, the, the, the truth is that you really are creating your reality and you can make a different choice. And I appreciate so much you highlighting that in such a powerful way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, when I looked at it, I, I could see myself having two choices. The choice of being the victim. Oh, he did this to me. And, and I spent a lot of money right at the same time in the whole deal and he did this to me and, and really going down that road and then I saw me going okay so if I just acknowledge how, how actually magical and potent I am to have created all of this that was way lighter it was just simply lighter being a victim is not light for me yeah so I mean, even though there was like moments where I felt like a victim, I just knew it because it was heavy. It wasn't true. Yeah. 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 That's, that's awesome. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really tough to do and you did it. And I really just appreciate so much you going there with me and, and, and sharing about this, uh, vulnerable and up until now, very private experience. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so thank you. Thank you so much for that. And I'm wondering, Corey, I mean, we've traversed such rich ground today in this conversation. And are there any key takeaways or actions or things that you might suggest that emerged from our conversation mm -hmm. so that our listeners can create crazy possible in their lives? Yeah, for sure. Um... God, there's so much that I can say, right? I think a few might be like re like like we, where we started is really looking at you know what are the conversations that are actually going on in your head, not what you think you should be doing or should be saying or auto correcting. Like just start acknowledging those because there's nothing wrong with wherever you are, but if you're going to go from San Diego to New York City, you have to know where you are in order to navigate your way to where you want to go. If you think you're on Montana, you're not going to get to New York City with the map that goes from San Diego to New York City, right? And it's just data. It doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean anything about what you've chosen. It doesn't mean you can or can't do it. It's literally just data. This is where I'm at, right? And that's why I think so many people, including myself, had such a hard time looking at like just even my own finances, because I didn't want to know where I really was because I thought that that was wrong, right? It wasn't good enough or there was obviously something wrong with me. So being willing to actually be transparent with yourself, because a lot of people talk about being transparent with others, that's easy. Mm. But being transparent with yourself, that's the hard part, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um, and then really looking at, like, like, what support can you get, right? Like, what new conversations can you start? Like, what would actually contribute to you um, making some changes in whatever areas you'd like to make changes in, right? And then the other thing that I've been talking about a lot lately is persistence and perseverance. And, and like, I work with a lot of people that 
um, are entrepreneurs and they want because I talk a lot about magic, right? And having the universe conspire for you and creating ease and joy in your life. And there's also work involved. There's also a lot of actions involved, right? And I think that I see a lot of people not willing to take the actions because they have a story about that whatever they do, it's not going to work anyway. But getting that story out of the way and really like putting in the work, it doesn't have to be hard work, but there's lots of actions involved <laughs> to create the life that you'd actually like to live. It's not necessarily just going to show up on your doorstep with unicorns and glitter, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like there's, there's work involved. And if you're willing to go all in for you, and be dedicated to you creating your life, then you can do anything. You can create, out-create anything. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great summary, great thoughts and <laughs> ideas. And I know that many of you listening are going to want to get to know Corey better. We have a great free gift from Corey that's available right below this video. And Corey, if you could just tell us about your free gift. Right. So it's um so I put together this really cool thing called Eight Minute Magic. And it's everyday practices that create more magic in your life. And it's literally it takes eight minutes a day and um it, it actually activates you being different in your life. And what people are saying about it, it's a PDF, right? And it's got some complimentary videos to it. And what people are saying about it is they're doing it every day for 30 days and their life is showing up with a lot more ease. They're able to create um, and ask and receive. They're actually receiving what they ask for. So it's really, really quite potent little gift for you. Awesome. That is so perfect. Because um, really, I mean, these courageous conversations are around like helping you to tune into how can you ask and receive how can you get how can you ask for what you want and get it and so thank you so much for this great great gift that you've shared with us and the gift of you and your presence today and your wisdom and your willingness to share from your edge and vulnerably and get raw and real with us so i i've just so enjoyed our time together today me too thank you so much and thanks to everybody tuning in i wonder what else is possible yeah yeah, what else is possible? <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. This has been Wealth Alchemy Lab, the only show teaching you how to follow a spiritual path to money, pleasure, and purpose. To stay connected to our community, join our Facebook group, also called Wealth Alchemy Lab. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. To check out today's guest, visit epicdreamacademy.com forward slash podcast.